submitted for the approval of Millennial Society. We call this podcast, Pod You Afraid of the Dark. This is this is not about White Lotus. <laughs> That's another rewatch podcast. Hi, everybody listening, all of our friends and our family. I am Lizzie. I'm Leah. And I'm Allie. And we are all a group of best friends, somewhat next door neighbors. We all used to be next door neighbors. Yeah. Now one of us lives in Georgia, but the one thing that we have in common is that we are all massive, massive fans of the hit 90s show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? So like whenever we were talking about doing this podcast, I just remembered so viscerally this feeling of impending doom I would get around like 925 when Ren and Stimpy was coming to a close. <laughs> And this was going to come on. And I was thinking about it. And I was probably, when did this come out? 1992? Yep. I was six. Like, why, number one, why was I up at 930? <laughs> number two, why did my mom let me watch Run and Stimpy? Super inappropriate. That and is a very, very questionable show. show. Yeah, all of our parents did. None no, of them. My dad did. loved Run and yeah. Stimpy. We watched it together. <laughs> and go to bed scared shitless. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> But yeah, that's the memory I have of it that like really sticks out. As What's a- the one episode that sticks out in your mind the most? Oh, God. Okay, there's two. And I can't wait till we get to these. The first one is the one where the daughter and the parents go to this like hotel and the super creepy dude with this crazy hair is like there. And they every time you look in a mirror, you get older. Yes. Um, the, like that dude's cool. It's fine. And he literally looks like a psychopath. <laughs> Danny, Danny. <laughs> Every, it's, it's like the captured souls. That's what it is. They're the like tale of the captured yes. yeah, B&B. Yeah. The tale of the captured souls. Yes. <laughs> so that, that's one. And then the other one, obviously, is the one where that door was on the wall. The Akalarari broke a leg. That one. Wasn't Katyan Ali in that? I think yes, yes. Creature yeah. of darkness, come to me. Terrifying. And then, and then just the horrible parenting and the one where the souls were being stole, stolen by mirrors. <laughs> yes. A lot of adults are useless theme throughout the show. 100%. For sure. Yeah, I was a little bit younger than you, so I was mostly I was watching Rub them. it in, Leah. Rub it in. How much younger you are? <laughs> just, I just said just a little bit. Okay, so I was three when it came out, so I didn't really start watching it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I watched it at three. I don't know what they were putting on the TV. But I started watching it when I was seven, eight, nine. You know, we'd see it on on reruns for the most part. Um, and I just remember, like, being like, oh, I was, like, so excited every time I'd catch one that I hadn't seen before. Um, and they were so creepy. But I don't remember them, like, really messing me up before bed or anything. But so brave. I'm so, I'm so brave. <laughs> the, there was like so several that really brave, stick out. Yeah, so young and brave. I know. So young and brave. What happened to me? Um, like, like one of the ones I really remember is the Bozo 
Not Bozo. I yes. Said it was something. Was it Bozo? La- well, this wasn't Bozo. No, it was like uh, Yab- Zebo. Zebo. I was yeah. like Yabo. What's his laughing name? in the dark? Yes, yes, the one where they steal his cigar or whatever. His nose. His nose, yes. and then like he's like smoking at some point, and you see the smoke coming <laughs> under the door. Okay, that one freaky as hell. Hundred percent. And your ability to recall is like. 10 out of 10. Well, <laughs> okay. So here's like the big elephant in the room. Lizzie has rewatched these a bunch of times since then. 100%. So yes. she's got a leg up on us. Wow. So, you know, I think it'll be fun for us as we get through the episodes that Allie and I try to remember a little bit what's going on. Yes. For your amusement, you can laugh. And then, oh, you know, we'll it. watch the episode and we'll come back and see how correct we were. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I, so I, like you all, developed a obsession with this show. My brother, who's older, he's two years older than me, he was super into it. And at that, you know, time in my life, running to emulate everything that he does, I became obsessed with that show. And that was the one thing we really have in common. You know, we had different interests, but we always would sit in front of the TV together and watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was my childhood. And in college, I had someone that lived on my dorm floor – and Kerwin Tower at UK. And they let me look through because, you know, back in the day, Gen Z, back in the day, we would have to watch things on DVDs. It was like a little CD disc. I think it's super cute that you think people from the Gen Z era are listening, <laughs> listening. to this. Well, for all the people who understand what a DVD was, but you would have like that massive CD case that you would just stick all of your DVDs in and we would swap them on our dorm floor. And I saw that she had a a CD for a season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I lost my shit. Like I was just, oh my gosh, I was obsessed with this show. And I watched a couple of episodes and that reinvigorated my obsession. And then I bought some crazy bootleg thing off of eBay that was like every episode ever made. It was like $100, which was a big deal in college (laughs) for me to spend. And I may or may not still have it. But to that point, because I've had all the episodes, I rewatch every single episode every year and probably have for the past 10 years. It's like my rainy day show. And so, yes, my I would say that it's less of my recall that's strong and more of just the fact that these shows like are still very much a part Your of exposure is high. <laughs> I love it so, so much. I feel like we grew up with like a glut of great, horror like four kids 100 like we had this we had goosebumps we had yes. that i hear the book is it like scary stories to tell in the dark yes we had yeah. remember that like we had all of this stuff mm-hmm. i feel like laid their groundwork because we love watching horror movies today yeah. you know we love watching horror movies still and i'm curious to see and i would like to maybe introduce a segment if we get time where I get somebody who has never seen the show before to watch an episode and see what they think. We should get Amanda. Did Amanda ever watch it? I don't know. Um, (laughs) She'd be a great... Well, she hates horror, too. Beta test. Oh, yeah, that's... So we have to get somebody Because part of it, too, is, like, watching older things. That's right. The editing and the camera quality is so poor. And, like... it's campy. And the special effects, makeup of, like... I remember the episode of the kid that was just cold, right? And basically they just painted his face I'm blue. And like, this, yeah. works. this is perfect. Like no CGI. We're just going to paint this kid's face blue. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really have CGI. Yeah. No. Yeah, we no. should definitely get like Scarlett would be a perfect candidate. She would be perfect. Uh, yeah. Maybe to get watch. a young teenager someone just at, or find somebody from Gen X to somebody that's older and be like, watch this. What do you think? Yes. Cause I be, cause 
for example, you know, we've had lots of conversations about Hocus Pocus in our group of friends and the people who grew up watching it still love it. People who had never seen it until they were adults hate it. So I think there's, I don't know if there's like a thread that stays in you from watching it when you were a kid that maybe doesn't exist. Or could we find out, is the show objectively good? We should really have like a true test. I agree. Like get like a Gen X and then maybe a millennial that's never seen it and then a Gen Z and really see like, does this truly hold up? And then a small child. Like I, I'm just kidding. I shouldn't have a small child. <laughs> Have them watch like the scariest episode to I mean, me. Wilder's about the age we were at. When we he's were about. It. He's watched a couple of them. I've I've let him watch. Like I again because I've seen I watch them all the time. I kind of know which ones are scary and which ones aren't. So I've let him I've let him watch the cold one actually, the frozen ghost because I think that's kind of like actually sweet. Like it like has like a happy ending. I remember Melissa Joan Hart's in that one. She sure is. But like yeah. the tale of the uh, dangerous soup. Do you guys remember that? Like, I would never let Wilder watch that. I think that'd be like way excited. Was it haunted? The soup was dangerous. I don't remember. Oh my gosh, you guys don't remember the dangerous soup? Knows what scares you? It's um, Doctor Fink with a a a a It's Nev Campbell is in it actually in in that episode, and it's just like this idea that this Doctor Fink is serving soup, but and what makes the soup so good? The secret ingredient is fear. So he found this like. Haunted gargoyle that he's like, like it's people. Yeah, he put kind of it's like soiling. He like puts his uh, he puts soiling green. He puts he puts uh, his employees that he's decided that he's gonna fire into this room with this like haunted gargoyle and whatever they're the most afraid of like kind of appears That's in bleak. the room. And it's very scary. And so like I wouldn't let um, I wouldn't let him watch that. The other one that I would never let him watch is the episode like talking about the ones that stick with us the most is the dead man's float. Did you guys ever see that one? Oh, that's the one with the monster in the pool. pool. Yes. Like I think about that almost every single time I get into a pool, like to this day, I get kind of freaked out. (laughs) I'm going to show up at your guy's pool. I'm just going to like make a trip and dress in that outfit and (laughs) see what happens. I would die. Like I really, I just remember being shocked that like schools have pools in them. Right. Yeah. Ours did not have a pool. My school did not have a pool. That was, must've been like a cool Canadian thing that they had. The pool, we had a pool. We had a pool in I the port County in Indiana. So like maybe it was that was just our one flex at our school was we had an indoor <laughs> one flex. Maybe it's when you live in a weird lame place, you get a pool in your school. Yeah. So you have I something guess. to do. Yeah. I mean, we should have had one. If that is the case, then we absolutely should have had one in Finley, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just go back and talk for a second about um the eye candy on Are You Afraid of the Dark? You mentioned Gary <laughs> and Frank. Gary and Frank. Well, Gary, like people slept on Gary, but Gary was like very yes, he was very handsome. He had really good hair. His his center part. Yes, he had really good hair. I also really um yeah, I like he's rocking from BDE too. Hundred percent. And also David was like a silent, like he was like the quiet one, you know, he was so sweet. Him and Kristen were mm-hmm. kind of sweet on each other in the Midnight Society. But I, Frank was like your fuck boy, you know? Yeah. Whereas- <laughs> oh, are we dropping F-bombs on this? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He's got a little, like, he's got a little, like, swarthy energy to him. But I agree. Yeah. I think Gary was rocking the BDE. Like, I'm a Gary girl. 
A hundred percent. Yes. Like I think you, re- it's almost like the same sensation with sex in the city. Like Leah and I talked about this. We're like, you know, when you're young, nobody wants to be the Miranda. And then when you're an adult, you realize that Miranda is actually the best character. I and remember having this. Yeah. It's good. And you re- and you wanted to be Carrie. And then you re- when as an adult, you realize like, Carrie sucks. Like, the worst. Sucks. <laughs> Charlotte's not great either. None of them really are that yeah, great. But true. honestly, I think if you had to pick the superior one of them all, it would for sure be Miranda. I mean, she before, before, before the last season when she – I don't know. I didn't love her little romance this season, the last season. Just like that. Yeah, I think I, I wasn't crazy about that show either. And it wasn't like I'm all for um, love-who-you-love relationships. But I just – I don't know. Callie Torres, I was just like, no, stick, stick to Grey's Anatomy, Callie Torres. Like – Plus, like, we love Steve. I just, that makes me so sad. I love Steve so much. I love Steve, love Steve. So Barry is definitely the Miranda, and we all agree. (laughs) (laughs) And and, kids, like, we were more of Frank girls, but, like, you don't want to marry Frank. You, like, marry Barry. No. Mm -mm. You marry Barry. Frank is for fun. Gary is for marrying. It's going to become a game of... Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> <laughs> this this won't be better than the one we did with the uh, with Doug. Doug. Just saying. It's all Nickelodeon shows. So Roger Klotz. <laughs> Roger Klotz. And Skeeter. And Doug. That's really good. I, told him, I actually was just looking up Gary. His name is Russ Ross Hull. Yes. 47. Which like seems so old, but it's not because I am not that much younger than Gary. Because he was supposed to be what, probably like 16, 15, 16 when the show he had to yeah. 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 I mean, what was the actor's name? We should look at his IMDB. Ross, Ross Hall. I mean, and this Hello. show, like the Oh, he's cute now. Oh my gosh, look at him. He looks like he like should Aww. sell insurance or something. He looks so pro- professional. Oh he my gosh, like- hold on. Look, this is him with a dog. Uh, that dog does not look thrilled. No. Oh, is he gay? I think so. <laughs> it would appear so. Uh, Man, look at that hair. I know, he has got a great haircut. I think um, – He had a glow up for sure. A lot of the members of the Midnight Society really went on to be pretty famous. Like I think – so the original cast I think kind of stuck to their roots. But later on like Alicia Cuthbert mm-hmm. and um, a couple of other people – uh, he he was a weather anchor for a he, while. Oh my gosh, she was really close. <laughs> really close. But a lot, of, like he should have said that. Ross Hall was yeah. A lot of the, but a lot of these members of the Midnight Society actually went on to have like pretty legit careers. So I, um, also uh, let's not forget Tucker from the Midnight Society. Was that, that was his little brother. His right? little brother. Yeah. He is the guy on Mean Girls who's like, "Did you see a nipple? It doesn't count unless you see a nipple." <laughs> That's, That's a great fact. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I mean, I'm really surprised he didn't win an Oscar for his work in Mean Girls. <laughs> I remember watching that. Okay, so oh. I went, went to theaters to see that movie with my dad. <laughs> I know that was our thing. We always went to movies together and I really wanted to see it. And I think he was such a good sport and decided to take me. And I remember getting so excited seeing Tucker because I had never really seen him in any other movies. I loved it so much. He's been in a lot. Yeah, he's been he's had a good career. He's in. We also have a star-studded guest 
cast, like yes, one hundred percent. Like so many people, like Ryan Gosling, Nev Campbell, Melissa Joan Hart. I'm excited um, to be on Celeb Watch as we yes, watch these. yes. Like there's always there's always somebody new popping up, and then there's also like the non like a like quote a lister celebrities that we know now, but there's like also these regular like series regulars that always tend to pop up and like they're being like three or four episodes just as different characters where they just and then there's the same with like reoccurring characters as Mm -hmm. well but Mm -hmm. it's so it's just so interesting to see how there's so much loyalty to this show Mm -hmm. and you could tell like the actors really enjoyed it because they kept coming back well one of our goals guys should be that this podcast blows up so much that we get ryan gosling to come Oh my gosh! Can you? We would love to hear everyone. is really excited too. So Ross Hall, you are welcome to join us anytime. Yes, maybe Ryan can make a stop while he's on his Barbie press tour. I think that you really should come here. Like, if you really want to get the word out, people just light up the millennial nostalgia. Yeah, like come on. Realistically, people aren't going to know that the Barbie movie is coming out unless he comes on this podcast to promote it. We're going to have three <laughs> listeners and it's our husbands. Yeah. And we'll be lucky if they actually all listen to this. Robbie, so. oh. too. There is no chance Robbie will listen to this. <laughs> I, I, I'm at least going to tell Brent he has to mark it as listened to in his Spotify. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what we can expect for our episodes coming forward. Because this is kind of like our fun introductory episode. Just kind of like get to know us, ramble off a little bit on what the show means to us. But I think we want to be able to format each episode so that it gives you an idea of the actual episode itself, gives you the inspiration to maybe go watch it, but then also really give our takes. So what do we think? Like each episode we go through what we remember and then come back, give a quick 60-second review, and then – chat about it, what we thought, what we liked, what we didn't like, and give it a rating. Does it hold up? Yeah. Yeah. Does it hold up in the three most important lenses? Yes. Ours. Ours. Yes. Three suburban white women. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm not suburban. I live in Atlanta. I am very much urban. Ma'am, you live in the suburbs. (laughs) I'm inside the perimeter. Damn it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think I'm going to be keeping track too, like maybe, because um, I think about it a lot being a parent now, just like, what could have prevented this? It's probably something like, hey, don't go in there. Like just a little parenting could have gone a long way in this series. And I think it's something I'm going to definitely be watching. That would be a sure. really good segment that we could do. Like what is something that good parenting could have <laughs> Prevented, or just like great good communication like how many movies where you're like hey if you just like explained yourself with one more sentence this movie would be over 100 (laughs) percent. yes like yes absolutely the the other thing i'd like us to look out for too is you know because the writers did say that they were like committed to diversity and and giving so they had a lot of female writers on the show half the episodes were written by a female writer love it they tried you know they tried to give equal time to female characters and characters of you know, BIPOC characters, stuff like that. So what, in I'd like for- This is very like- Well, this is what they said at the time. So I propose we take a look at it today. See, does it hold up today? I mean, did they do a good job then? They were nominated for an NAACP award at some point. Um, so, nice. you know, you know, it's not fair to apply today's standards, but would it almost hit today's standards? And then I'd like us to think too about like, 
you know, we, these were pivotal years for us growing up. Like, do you think that the efforts that they made did that have a positive impact on us as, as growing I like children? That. Not only does it hold up, but did it age well? Did it age well? I like and, that. You know, do you think it had a positive impact on your outlook, you know, or did you Love get it. great representation displayed to you or obviously not great parenting. So yeah. we're, we can throw that one out the window, <laughs> but it's kind of like the Disney effect, right? Like all the Disney characters, like they don't have both parents or they don't yeah. have any parents because they really want the story to be central to the hundred percent the yeah. child protagonist. The so. bad parenting, you just get a pass on. Cause I think that just, if they're like we said earlier, if there was really solid hands-on parents, these probably episodes wouldn't. <laughs> the show would be over real quick. <laughs> Episode one is just like two kids going in a random cab. like Right? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, 100%. So the-, the other question I had for you guys is I learned that the first episode that they aired and the mm-hmm. first episode I think that we have slated are different. So the first episode that aired, aired in like 1990 and it was like the it was like, oh, where is it? It's like the cl- Curse of the Claw or something like that. Oh, the Haunted Claw? The Twisted Claw. The Twisted, twisted claw. claw. And so that was actually the pilot. <laughs> we got there. The Curse of the Claw. And that was the pilot. And they chose that one also because they were trying to sell the show to the network. And the That's network was like... One. and But the network was like... I don't know if we're into like super scaring kids. Yeah. And so the creators were like, well, some of these are based on classic literature. So that one is the tale of the twisted claw was the first one that aired in Canada in 1990. Nice. On Halloween. And it was based on WW Jacobs's legendary short story, the monkey's paw. And I wish oh, I, I remembered this one. It's like the one where, it like messes with people's lives. Like it um, like makes that kid trip and fall. Yep. Yeah. Like you, it'll grant you wishes, yeah. but at the cost of something like the, he wanted to win a race and he wins the race by like his opponent, like gets in a huge accident. So well, do I, we intend to watch this in like, order? Is that what you want to do? Uh, I think I'm kind of open to whatever. I think, I think we could, we could roll however we want to roll. I think we're, are we watching this through Paramount Plus plug to them? Cause for, if for no financial yeah. recompense, we're not sponsored by Paramount Plus, but again, we'll take Paramount Plus sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> also, can you put those uh, later episodes on please? Yeah. 100%. You're missing two seasons. Get out of here. I'd say maybe just because of how the episode itself starts, I think it would be kind of appropriate to start with the phantom cab since that's okay. like Frank's initiation. And because he's such a pivotal character and the rest of the mm-hmm. seasons that he's in. So I think that'd be a good way to start it. And we yeah. don't need to follow Canada's trend. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's just do it the American. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we will see you all next time and we will be reviewing the tale of the Phantom Cab. So get excited. Get your popcorn popped. Get your Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus sponsor us. Get, get ready, ready to figure out a room. Yeah. Get ready to get spooked out. That's right. <laughs> Spooky nostalgia. I may just go watch Ren and Stimpy before this just to really get in the I'm just or you watch it after as a, a palate cleanser, which no. I'm sure no one's ever described Ren and Stimpy. No, as a palate I like Ren and Stimpy. I I feel like Are You Afraid of the Dark is the palate cleanser to <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. It really is. It really is.
It's so bad. So inappropriate. All right. Well, we're gonna go and get started on our project. Lizzie, Lizzie, do you want to take us out? Okay. Yes. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. I waited my whole life to say that. <laughs>